0: you got to get out of your head as an actor. And most of us in our life got to get in our head because what we're doing when we're thinking, we're usually thinking about shitty things that happened in the past and why they're holding us back now. And we're thinking about catastrophes that are going to happen in the future. And when we're doing that, we're rarely thinking about now and now is where all of life happens, including acting. If you look at good actors, what do people say? Oh, they were so present They were just there. They were in the moment. They were spontaneous. I couldn't even tell they were acting. They were just being and, and doing those things. Welcome to Inside the Audition, the podcast where we go behind the scenes for a deep dive look into the world of auditions. I'm Joe Lars Larson, creator of Actors Audition Club. An international community helping actors book your dream roles in TV, film, and theater.
1: And I'm Brandon Knox, actor, producer, and co-host. Each episode, we chat with actors and industry professionals to share their audition experiences, insights, and advice.
0: We provide actors with actionable tips, strategies, and resources to help you elevate your auditions.
1: We demystify the often intimidating and misunderstood world of auditions to help you succeed.
0: So whether you're just starting out on your acting journey or you're a seasoned pro, join our Actors Audition Club members as we go Inside the Audition. Well, hello there, Brandon Knox. Hello, Joey Freddie Larson. It's a pleasure to see you here at uh, episode 161 of Inside the Audition podcast. Hello, Facebook. Hello, YouTube. Hello, Instagram. I think we're streaming live on Instagram, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so hello, we're coming down to the end of 2023, so we've got a couple big final episodes. I would call this part one of our end-of-year episode, uh, and we'll do another one next week um, to close out the year. Uh, I always find end-of-the-year is a great time to review the year, it's a, it's a great time to review your accomplishment, what uh, went, went well, what worked, what didn't work, what you want to change, and then start looking forward to 2024 Um, what you want to have happen, what you want to manifest in your life and in your career. And um, specifically today, we're going to talk about um, a little shift, not a little shift, but talking about a massive shift in identity. So just to to frame this episode, um, some of you may know, and I know you know this, Brandon, uh, last week, I guess, was it last week or the week before, um, early December, I was down in L.A., and I was in Laguna Beach. I was down there originally for a three day business conference called Business by Design Live through my business coach, James Wedmore. Uh, for those that don't know, I know we talk about him a lot on the podcast, but James is um, a multiple seven figure digital business owner. He actually uh, has a film school degree, his, his major is in film school. He went to film school way back in the day. Then he built a business helping entrepreneurs um, rank videos on YouTube, so he put together a a seven-figure business on YouTube videos and YouTube marketing, how to rank, and then he shifted more to um, uh, general, not general business, but digital business training. Uh, I'm wearing some of his swag right here as the digital CEO of Actors Audition Club, and uh, I've got his launch mode hat on here, so shout out to James, Uh, but that was an incredible event, um, for business owners, all kinds of entrepreneurs across every industry, uh, there was even some creatives in the TV film uh, industry as well that I was able to connect with. He had some incredible keynote speakers and it was a great mix of uh, motivation, um, inspiration, but then actual tactical strategy, often panels of experts talking about something specific in business and sharing their successes and uh, sharing actual tactical strategy type things. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the things I did while I was down there is I joined their uh, next level coaching program called Next Level, uh, which I'm super excited about. Um, just gives you access to a, to their, not just James, but to an entire team of coaches. And so uh, the reason I did that is I feel like 2024, like, like mo- many years is... You want to be leveling up in your life. Nobody wants to stay the same and nobody is ever staying the same. Everyone is, you're either improving and you're growing or you're stagnating and you're dying. Um, I mean, technically we're all dying, I guess uh, at some point the clock is ticking, but um, every year you want to level up. And I think that's a a big part of happiness in life is to grow and to level up and uh, reach new heights and new experiences and new things in our lives. So, one of the things that James shared at the beginning of this next level, in order to join, I had to like sign like an oath of uh, what he calls the the top 10 success characteristics. So what James did is he's he coaches seven and eight figure digital business uh, owners, entrepreneurs in all fields. And he has a mastermind of these people every year where he takes puts together 10, 20, 30 of them. Uh, and they do retreats and they share their best practices. And he studied them, did a survey of them, and he's put together uh, for next level members in order to join, he put together this list of the top 10 characteristics for success. Uh, So today we're gonna go through those. And some of you might be thinking, well, I'm an actor, what is the top 10 characteristics for success as it relates to a business owner or entrepreneur have something to do with me? How does that relate to me? And the answer is it has everything to do with you. Because everything is everything, uh, we learned from Tom uh, Totteroff that um, to be an actor is to be a professional human being. So if I'm sharing top ter- top ten characteristics for success as a human, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, all of that applies to um, actors, and and we'll we'll um, we'll specify and clarify how this applies to actors. But what I would like people to do when we go through the list, yourself included, Brandon, is um, just. Jot down um, each point and you can put a check mark or an X beside it. If you think it's something that you need to work in, uh, work on yourself. You can even score yourself if you want to score yourself on a one to five or a one to 10 scale. Um, And just think about these things where you stand and why is this important? Um, It's important because um, I've been thinking a lot of this lately and, and it's because I've had a lot of great coaching. The idea of be, do, have. Uh, in order to get and and have the life that you want, have the success that you want, have the accolades, have the results, have the money, have the IMDB credits, whatever it is you want in life, you actually need to start with who you are being uh, and then what you are doing and then the result of being that being and doing those things, then you'll end up having those things where a lot of people go backwards. They start with... um, They start with what they have in their current circumstances. And just as a a very general example, in the acting world, maybe someone will say, oh, I'll take classes or I'll invest in headshots or I'll invest in a demo reel or I'll invest in my auditions when I have the money. So they start with have, but your have is your current circumstances. So if you don't have the things that you want right now, you're limited by your current circumstances. Um, and then you say, well, I, I can't do those things because I don't have the money. Um, and then so you can't be the actor or be the person that you ultimately wanted to be in your life because you're limited by your current circumstances. So all of this is framed in, in order to have a massive shift in your life, you need to have first a massive shift in who your identity is, meaning who you are being. So you start with the end in mind, you think forward to, if all of my dreams came true and I was the exact person that I wanted to be, uh, who would I be first? And then once you're in in alignment with that identity, then you can go, okay, what does someone who is being that person, what do they do? And then you do those things. And then eventually, if you're being that person and doing those things that that person does, then you'll have all the things that you want to have. So actors out here listening, think of, okay, if I was at the top level, top level of my game, all my dreams come true I'm in a lead in a series, I'm a lead in a movie. Um, what does that person look like? How do they operate? Are they doing voice and speech classes every week? Are they attending workshops? Are they reading plays? Are they attending plays? Are they networking with other like-minded people? So just start with the identity. Uh, and there's a little quote here. This is actually from Jim Fortin, uh, who's a massive success guru, might have even trademarked the the phrase be, do, have, uh, is your results as a human being or as an actor are only as good as the being doing the doing. So I can get like, you, you can, and this happens all the time, people go to a weekend workshop or they read a book or they take a class. And then they find that nothing really changes, even though somebody might have given the keys to the kingdom. Like I gave you the, like, you go to some workshops and it's like, here are the 10 things you need to do. This is the exact playlist, the exact strategy. And then people go back to doing things the way they were always doing. And it's because they haven't shifted their identity. So if I give you the game plan and the exact strategy or the exact program to follow, it doesn't work unless you first start with, shifting your identity that makes sense so far brandon
1: yeah so what you're basically saying is that you want to let discipline be the thing that lets uh you fuel your life because motivation comes and goes correct yeah that,
0: that that's a big part of it it's not just discipline because i mean discipline is one part of your identity as a person well, discipline
1: is doing the work every day right right like right is is doing it consistently even when Things aren't seeming as good as they 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 can to motivate you to do something else. Like if if you keep your discipline going and you keep doing something consistently over and over and over again, you will eventually get better and like more inspiration, more motivation uh, will come from that because you're doing things every day.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And and a good, a good definition of discipline is doing the things, you know, you need to do whether or not you feel like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like to be like, yeah, there's plenty of things we don't want to do, but if you're disciplined, you just do it because you know that it's going to get you those results. But, but the point is it all has to start with identity. Um, like someone who uh, wants to be healthy and fit, they need to be walking around feeling and thinking. I am a healthy and fit person who follows healthy, um, who has healthy habits, and who eats clean. Um, rather than if you walk around, and you think, "Ah, oh, I'm a, I'm a piece of crap, and I never eat well, and I don't ever exercise, and ah, who cares about that stuff?" Um, it's like that—that's your identity. And and another thing that James mentioned too is, it's it's almost all like who we are as human beings is really just stories that we've made up about ourselves. Uh, or a parent said something, a friend said something, a teacher said something, someone on social media said something. So it's just this amalgamation of stories, whether they're true or not. Some of the stories about yourself are beneficial. Some of them are harmful. And Mm -hmm. a lot of stories that people have about themselves straight up sabotage your results before you even get started because you've got this story in your head. Like I'll give you the example of an actor might say, oh, well, um, I just don't memorize lines or I'm just no, I can never remember lines. Well, okay. how's, how's that actor ever going to be given a lead role in a, in a play, for example, especially in a play where there's, there's no cut. It's like, if you're going to be on stage the whole time and you can't learn lines, well, what are you going to do? Um, or someone might say, uh, I never, I never get the breaks or casting just doesn't want to see me or I'm just not the right type or all these stories. i I. I didn't have enough time, like all, all that stuff. Um, so to shift any results in your life, you got to start by shifting your identity. Uh, and so we're going to go through this top 10 characteristics of success. Some of these, they, they might trigger people cert- in a certain way. It might, you might feel like you called yourself out, um, a little bit. I know that some of these I'm like, I see them. I'm like, Oh shit, I got to work on that. Um, so these are the top 10 characteristics for success uh number one is and, and i'm going to say all these as statements too so to start saying them like affirmations rather than just um a generic um statement that's someone else i'm going to say them as i am statements because that's those are the stories that fuck us up where we're saying i am insert unhelpful thing mm-hmm. um into our lives so the more be very conscious of all of your "I am" statements, and really treat treat your words and these statements as um, as like the the pure truth. Almost like uh, you hear about the things like the secret and and manifestation, and, and our words are powerful. Our words to ourself, um, but if you imagine if you had like actually had the magic power of everything you say about yourself and about the world eventually comes true, which is actually true. Like we do have, all have that magic power. The things we think and the things we say do come to fruition if you say them enough and think them enough. Um, but when we actually realize we have that power, I think we'd all be more careful about the negative things, especially that we say, if you knew the things that follow, I am actually do become true in your life. We would all be a lot more careful with, what we say after the words I am. So, top 10 characteristics for success. Number one, I am highly coachable. To be coachable is to be 100% open to new ideas, new concepts, new ways of thinking. Uh, and that assumes that you don't know everything, uh, mm-hmm. that you can listen and receive feedback and opinions of others without shutting them down. Uh, now, that uh, that's applicable in all areas of life, but especially as an actor, You can swap the word coachable if you want for directable. Um, So when it comes to an audition or when it's on set, are you coachable? Are you open to new ideas, new ways of looking at a scene, um, new redirects, new ways of thinking, uh, looking at the other side of the coin? Like you might come in with preconceived notions saying, this is what this is. And then, um, Brandon, you coach a lot of actors. I coach a lot of actors with their Mm -hmm. auditions. We get coaching from Tom in our classes, and it's really tough to help someone if they're just like, "No, this is the way I see it, and this is the way it is." That's fine, and and there's something to say for being um, the agency and ownership of. I mean, it is your scene, and it is your character and your role, and it's your life, so you have those choices. But if you're not open to being coachable and open to new ideas, you can miss stuff. You can miss your blind spots, um, and. Certainly as a director, there's nothing worse than suggesting something to an actor and be like, what if we tried one like this? And they're like, no, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And a casting director, like often if you get a, if you're lucky enough to have a live audition, either via Zoom or in a room, often the reason they're going to give you a redirect is just to see if you are directable, if you can take some coaching, if you're malleable and, and adaptable. And if, give you the redirect and you're locked in and give the exact same reading and nothing changes then they're like okay is this person set in their ways have they rehearsed it uh the same way and they can't they can't change it so number one be highly coachable i would say for you brandon you're super coachable you you take lots of direction when i work with you i know you're always in class Uh, And and part of this is seeking out coaches as well. It's one to say, it's one thing to say, I'm highly coachable, but if you don't actually have any coaches in your life, well, uh, how are you highly coachable? If you have any coaches, Um, anything you want to add to coachability, how that applies to actors, how that applies to uh, actors you work with in audition sessions.
1: Uh, I feel like what this really comes down for me is uh, the part, two parts of the four agreements. Don't take anything personally and don't yep. make assumptions. The more that uh, – when I was first starting out, I, I would take every note that I got personally. Right. Because I, I felt like if I'm getting a note, then I'm doing something wrong.
0: I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And
1: that's not the mentality that you can have, especially when you're working on set or in the theater and, or, on, like, wherever, uh, or even in uh, in our back room, working uh, working on self-tapes on auditions. Right. Like, we're here to make things better. We're here to enhance those things because we're a team. Once, once you step into our self-tape room, once you step on set, once you step into the theater, you're part of that team. And we're all working to make things better for all of us. Right. And like if you can't be malleable, if you can't be coachable, if you can't take those directions, then you're probably might you might not get hired again. Like they might see you as someone that just can't get it done. If you can't speed up, like if you can't slow down, like those are the things, those are the little tiny details that you need to make sure that you can account for when you're working. Um. Uh. I was working on set a couple weeks ago uh, on a show that I had been waiting to shoot for months and months. Um, And like uh, I I had rehearsed it a lot. I had done, I had prepped, I had worked on this piece so much. And uh, I I got one note throughout the entire night. And that was, it, it, it kind of sounds rehearsed. Mm. Can we find a different way to do that? and i was able to find it because i had worked on it so much right and so the again the more you do it the more you understand that like again we're on the same team we're here to make things better the more you're being the more you're able to be coached the better off you're going to be because someone else has an outside perspective and that it's good. Uh, um, I've been working on a lot of Alexander technique recently. Um, and that's always talking about looking outside of yourself to see what's going on inside. Right. Right. And yeah, so know, that's what know you Know your want own to
0: nervous me. system.
1: Yes. You got to understand your own nervous system, understand where you're holding tension so that you can back off those things and just check yourself at the door.
0: Right. Amazing. Uh, final word on being coachable is again to be coachable, you need to have coaches. So whatever that is, it's like there's so many online courses. There's online opportunities for actors uh, getting some audition coaching. You think about these, like everyone. It's it's funny to me how much money actors spend on conservatory and film and TV and theater programs, and then they'll spend tons of money on on um, on acting coaches and classes and workshops and intensives as they should. But then when it comes time to the audition, which is the gateway to booking the gig, so many actors do that completely alone. They have all their, and of course you, you want to, again, you want to have agency and you want to be able to take what you've learned from those coaches and from school and then apply them but there's something extra to having a coach work through an audition with you. You see blind spots, you get ideas. There's the idea of two brains are better than one. A collaborative mind is, is better than just one person. And especially if you're working with someone who's not trained in film and television, not a trained actor, not a casting professional, um, all of those things you're not really going to, since COVID really the last Five years of my life, if I were to put a theme on what these last five years of my life from age 40 to 45 have been, it's coaching, 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 coaching. I spent 25 grand to go back to a conservatory program, spent uh, three, six, and nine, th- three on three separate programs for business, for finance, and for um, uh, copywriting slash online messaging, like um, communication. I've spent $3,000 on those three separate programs and my investment to this next level coaching program is, is another 12 grand over the year. And how can I, how can I do that? Why do I do it? Because I know that every dollar I invest in myself is going to pay back three or 10 or a hundred. It's like your investment in yourself and in your own education and your own coaching um, is the best investment. It's like, Yeah, you can put money in the stock market or Bitcoin or take the money you have invested in yourself, invested in coaching, and then reap the rewards as you grow. I know you've been big on that, Brandon. You're always in class. Uh, You're always taking workshops. You're always in intensives. And you're learning and learning and learning. And what you're doing when when you're hiring coaches is you're renting their expertise. You're borrowing their expertise. And you're saving yourself tons of time. Tons of money, you're you're often saving yourself all the time and all the mistakes. It's and you can apply it to other things. It's like you you buy a brand new satellite or a brand new TV or a brand new computer system. Do you, you spend 20 hours Googling and YouTubing it for free? Or do you hire Geek Squad to get some nerd come over? who knows exactly how everything needs to set up. And he comes and sets up your home studio, sets up the surround sound system for you. And then it's done deal. He teaches you what you need to do. And then you can walk away. It's like, oh, I had my my Best Buy Geek Squad coach come hook that up. Or you lose your mind for two weeks trying to figure it out. You make a bunch of mistakes. You connect things poorly. And then in the end, you need to go call someone and pay for it anyways. So just... Seeing that investment as as almost like a shortcut um, to what you actually want, rather than like trying to figure it all out yourself. It's like we uh, the great thing about acting coaching with Tom is he's had a forty year career as an actor, as a director, as a producer in TV, film, theater. Um, so we can learn that everything like he passes those forty years on to us for a nominal monthly fee rather than us have to f- go figure it out on
1: on our own. So number and, 1, I'm highly coachable. Go ahead. And an, another investment thing is also investing time. A- as you just said, Tom has invested 40 years of his life into coaching, into doing uh this business. Probably probably more years than than just 40, right? right. Like that's what this is about. And uh, Tom likes to say you're making a career. You're not just trying to get a job. You're working towards having a career. Right. And that that has longevity to it. So the more time you invest in these things, the more you seek out coaches that will help you, the better off you're going to be.
0: <coughs> Love it. Excuse me and pardon me for the coughing today. I'm getting, getting over something here. Uh, number two, I am in integrity and being integrity is about being your word. Uh, Essentially it's do what you say you're going to do or don't say it. Um, And we all have slips and falls on that one. I know that's something that I definitely have to work in, especially in the business, being a business owner. um, There's a lot of things on my plate and there's a lot of things that often, like I'll even say to you, I'll give you an example. The, uh, the intro to this podcast is something that I've said to you probably a dozen times. Oh, next week we got to record that. Um, and we haven't done it yet. So that's something that I feel out of integrity on. And, and that's a real dangerous, slippery slope because the more you say things, the more you say you're going to do things and then don't do them, the less you trust yourself mm-hmm. and the more you start to feel things I say are bullshit, which is mm-hmm. not a good feeling for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it certainly, if people, if other people get used to that, we all know people in our lives where they're like, yeah, I'll try to come by. And in your head, you have immediately written them off. You're like, okay, yeah, you're going to try to come by, but I know you're not going to come. Or people say like, well, let's get, let's get coffee. We should get coffee sometime. That'd be great. And then every time you see them, when you bump into them, it's like, we should do this, but you never actually take the next step to be like, actually, let's pull out our calendar right now. Let's set the date, set the time, which is in that example, that's where I've fallen short, where what I should have said is we need to record the intro to this podcast. What is your schedule next week? Let's book a time and then it's in my schedule and then it's there. So just the idea of do what you say you're going to do or don't say it. And the more you can get that close to 100%, just you start to feel like everything that you say comes true because you actually follow through and do it. And you're great for that, Brandon, That that's showing up, being here. You have impeccable um, reliability uh, when someone books you. I can. You've, you've been running sessions for three years, so you've, you've helped actors. You've helped hundreds of actors with probably thousands of auditions in those three years, and I can count on less than one hand the amount of times where you weren't early to the session, or where worst case scenario, something transit related happened, or maybe you were sick and you weren't able to show up. But if that's happened, it's probably happened on less than one hand. And it was always communicated very well in advance. So the actor was never left in the lurch wondering, oh my God, am I going to get this audition done? And I was never wondering like, like basically if you don't show up when you're, when I'm expecting you to show up, my assumption is that you're like, you died. It's not that like what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's kind of what you want. You want people like you want people to be feeling like, Oh my God, this guy always shows up. He's always here, always on time or ahead of time. What he says he's going to do. He does so that when something doesn't happen, it's because something is, is gone wrong or, or something way out of the ordinary a family emergency, a sickness, an, an accident, a, Yeah. A, a fire on the subway, you know, those kind of things. So, um, no, the, again, number two is you're in integrity. You say you're going to do something and it gets done or you don't say it at all, which also comes down to, um, something I think a lot of people need to learn is how to say no to things because mm. we all like to people please. Sometimes we over promise and, and under deliver. Uh, we want to say yes, because we're afraid of the confrontation of saying no, but sometimes it's like, Hey, I would love to. Thank you for that offer. My schedule just doesn't allow it right now. I've made commitments to several other people and several other events, so I need to do that. Versus the person who says like, "Oh, I'll try to, I'll try to come," but really, you know, that's a no. Versus like, "Thank you so much for asking. I would love to be able to say yes to that." Unfortunately, my calendar has been booked for six months, mm-hmm. and my um, my I I I can't drop any of those commitments. I want to fulfill on those promises. Ah, uh, best of luck with your thing. Thank you for thinking of me, and and good luck. Versus saying, uh, yeah, I'll try. And in the back of your head, you're like, oh fuck, I'm I'm never going to be able to do that. Um, and then you let someone down. So it's also remembering that everything you say yes to means you're you. Ha- There's only so much time in a day and in a week. So when you say yes to things, you're also saying no to other things. So we need mm-hmm. to be able to say no to things in order to say yes to things.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep. Anything you want to add to being integrity. Your time is valuable, and the more that you put precedence on the fact that your time is valuable, the better you're going to be. Um, because the more that you give time to yourself, to your career, to your training, to your craft, um, that that comes like. If you have another job, if you have like all these other commitments, how many how many hours are you allocating to your craft? Right. How many hours are you putting in to to get better? <laughs> because that that's part of your life. If you want this as a career, there's sacrifices that are going to need to be made. Um, and you're the only one with the vision as to how your career should be shaped how your life is going to go and uh i was I, I saw a clip of of steve harvey a little while ago uh steve harvey the host of family feud right and and he was saying if you want something you have to write it down if you don't write it down it's probably not going to happen right um and i have adopted that a little bit i i made a note on my phone as to as to things that I, I want to see happen within the next years. And again, I, I don't know when these things are going to happen, but I know that the more I continue to work on my craft, the more I continue to work on myself, and the more I hold myself accountable to those things, eventually my my path as a as an artist is going to meet the opportunities that I'm hoping for. And they are going to collide and they're they're going to um, help me along the way because I will have made mistakes along the way. I will have have uh, have seen things that have shaped who I am and and how I interact with people. Those are the characteristics that are going to carry you forward Um, And being an actor is 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 a very self-disciplined work. Um, Kevin Hart believes that it's, you have to train like an athlete and you do, you do have to treat yourself as an athlete that is progressively getting a little bit better each and every day. Right. And sometimes days are harder than others, but the more you do it and the more you stay focused on the things that you want in life, the better off you're going to be. Right. I feel like I just keep saying that as a sign off, the better off you're going to be. It's good, and B is the is the
0: word B again. Identity, who you're being, uh, yeah. and you, what you talked about there is, is I mean, writing stuff down, having a vision board. It's it's acting from your vision. So when you're making decisions every day on what you're going to do or not going to do, and and trying to maintain that discipline, not trying, working on your your discipline. It's you're making decisions on okay, what is my vision? Who is the person? When, when that vision is completely true, who is the person that I will be being? Who is that type of person? And then when you look at your decisions and forks in the road right now, it's okay, you go left the undisciplined way. Well, that's not the way that that guy who has that vision fulfilled is going to operate. So mm-hmm. I, you know what, I'm going to go that way. So you, you let your future highest self and your future highest vision pull you towards it rather than just wonder. And and the other thing that you're talking about is have the vision of the things you want. And then you have the action steps or the process. And then it's just kind of trusting the process. We're like, you, yeah, we don't know when we're going to book things. There's magic and things that people and, and opportunities that are going to come into your life and you just never know when they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you do know if you're working on yourself, you're working on your body you're working on your voice you're working on new scripts you're working on new monologues you're taking new classes all that stuff's going to add up by time so that you can just kind of sit back and trust the way an athlete could say i'm in the gym every day and i'm eating the right food so over time that's going to compound and lead me to a to where i want to be
1: um, also before we go uh, yeah. don't let bad experiences deter you right there's going to be bumps along the way. There is going to be hard times. There are going to be things where you just fall flat on your face. Don't let those deter you. Don't let them define who you are. I I remember my worst audition. Worst audition I've ever had. And I thought the casting director would never see me. That same week that casting director brought me back. I am forever grateful for them. Because you know what? They're like, guess he had a bad experience keep going keep doing it keep trying the more you do the better you're going to be
0: yeah you people sometimes catastrophize and you could have been like oh my god that she that casting director is never going to have me back they're going to tell everyone in the industry that i'm Mm -hmm. terrible and i'm never going to work again and i'm blacklisted Mm -hmm. forever um number three and this relates to what you just said but uh the number three uh characteristic the the third characteristic for success is I am radically responsible. Those who complain or blame are the victims. Being the victim is always the weakest choice. Whether it's justified or not, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a weak choice and it doesn't get you what you want in your life. Versus those people who take 100% responsibility for 100% of the things in their life, 100% of the time, they get the benefit of having... Full responsibility and full say in the outcome of our lives. Now, we all do this. It's so easy. Blame the government. Blame the Republicans. Blame the Democrats. Blame Justin Trudeau. Blame Biden. Blame Trump. Blame immigrants. Blame Russians. Blame Ukraine. Uh, blame Gaza. Blame Israel. Blame like doesn't blame money. Blame your dad. Blame your parents. Blame your kids. Blame your neighbor. Blame your shitty uncle, uh, blame your molester, blame your all of these things, all of which are justified. And I'm not taking away the experience. Some people are listening. How dare you? You need to listen to victims and listen. Yeah, listen to them. But you don't need to live in victimhood your whole life. Um, it's the idea of, OK, are there things I could have taken responsibility for? Are there things that I could have done to avoid getting into that Uh, relationship? Are there things that I could have done to get out of that relationship earlier? Are there things that I could do to take control? Okay. Yeah. Maybe the government's doing some things I don't like right now, but how am I again, taking agency and taking control? So the the beautiful thing is everyone who does that. If you see everything as your fault, when it goes well, you get all the accolades, you know, I, I did that. And when it doesn't go well, you get to look at yourself and find the lessons. And and getting back to what you said, Brandon, about um, when things go bad, something that um, James Wedmore says, uh, my business coach is: we always get the res- we either get the result we want or the lesson we need. There's not really good or bad. You, mm-hmm. we have expectations of things we want, and we define. We make a made-up bar, and we say when I book this role with this many lines and this much money attached to it with this much prestige, then I'll be successful. But this is a made-up thing that you decided in your head. Um, so it's, yeah, okay, you, did you get that result or not? Did you book the role or not? Well, what are the lessons that you can glean from that? And then as long as you learn the lessons that the universe is giving you in that bad scenario where it's like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't go down that path anymore. If you win the, If you learn the lesson, then the next time, chances are you're going to get closer to getting the result that you want which again, the results you want is just most likely an arbitrary expectation that you made up. So as humans, yeah. we're, we're really funny because we we decide all these things and goals are good and, and all that stuff is good. But when you don't hit it and you don't get that result, if you beat the shit out of yourself and oh, I'm a big loser and I'm never going to do this and then that doesn't serve you either. And it was just an arbitrary target that you decided in the first place anyways. If you're like, oh, I wanna mm-hmm. I want to book, my goal this year is to book five roles. Well, if you book four, are you a piece of shit that that is, is, no, is a no good actor? Or are you a guy that booked four roles and learned some lessons and next year maybe you'll book more? Um, but the idea of don't be the victim, and this applies to actors. We learn this all the time from Tom, is a lot of the times on the paper, the negative is written. You could look at this as, oh, I'm a victim I mean, this is a scene I'm crying and sobbing and, and poor me. Or what we really want to see is even if someone was put in a victim type role, the strongest choice is to fight and, and fight for yourself, um, fight to get out of that victim and to take control um, of the scene or to take control of your scene partner to influence the the scene partner. So it works in life and it works on camera is don't, Play the victim. Mark Rival, happy holidays to you, fellas. Um, Yes, yes. Nice to see you, Mark. Um, Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say on uh, victimhood versus taking responsibility?
1: Um, No.
0: Good answer. (laughs) It's all our fault, right? For good or bad. It's all your fault, and uh, yeah, again, if you you become victim, and then the, the worst thing about that is you give other, you give your personal power away is what you do, and then you just shrug your shoulders. Oh, it's the casting director. Oh, it's the writers. Oh, it's my agent. Oh, it's the mm-hmm. producers. Oh, it's the economy. Oh, it's the strike. Oh, it's yeah. the this. Oh, it's the streamers. Oh, it's That's the it's Bob Iger. It's fucking Ted Sarandon from Netflix. It's it's like you blame all those other people, and then it's like, and then, and then it's great because oh, nothing's my fault. It's all them. Now I don't have to do anything. Like mm-hmm. that—that's that's the payoff. If you're wondering, well, what's the benefit of being victim? It's then you don't have to do anything, and everyone gets you get some uh, victim empathy where everyone's like, oh, so sorry, it's going to be okay. Is there anything I can do for you? And everyone kind of coddles you, but it doesn't change things in your life. Go ahead. Um. No, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Number four, uh, the number four characteristics of successful people is I am a great question asker. Those people who ask great questions um, typically receive great answers. And we hear Tom say this, and I love when I have two coaches where they overlap. And one of my favorite things in life is when things from different avenues of my life overlap. Like your Venn diagram, you have a business coach, something they say. Applies, and then you hear your acting coach say the same thing. I love that. If I'm reading two books and I get the same thing, I'm like, "Ooh, this is what he's saying," which is the same as what that guy's saying. They they got the same ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, be a great question asker. And the the quote is: "The quality of your life is a reflection of the quality of your answers." Or sorry, the quality of your questions. Quality of your life is a reflection of the quality of your questions. Uh, Mark Rival says, "You guys are so informative." and helpful. Thank you Mark. It is our pleasure. And uh, a lot of this stuff it's like we're rattling lots of words off here but it just most of this comes from my coaches. So I'm just like I'm learning stuff. I'm we're still on the like we're not the be all and end all um, in life and in as actors Brandon and I are both going through our own journeys but we want to share this with you. We're sharing things from our coaches that work for us. And then we're sharing it with you so you can knock around these ideas and try them on for size. Um, Mark says, how was LA? It was fantastic. Uh, It was way too short. It was 80 degrees and sunny. It was beautiful. I finally did my pilgrimage to the top of Mount Hollywood up by the Hollywood sign uh, up there to have some reflection and some manifestation and to do the whole Jim Carrey uh, Mulholland Drive manifestation where he wrote himself the the five million dollar check for services rendered and then years later it came true so i had that experience in hollywood which i'd never done before um so it was amazing it was incredible i love the the hollywood just i love everything about i love the nostalgia i love being in hollywood and knowing that like oh years from now so and so was in this or years ago someone was in this restaurant or that's where they used to live or so and so was on stage in this very room performing right there. I, I love I love old Hollywood and nostalgia Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I never get enough of it. Um, so qu- question being a great question asker. Anything you want to uh, add to that?
1: Um, no, but it's off, off the point of like uh, how connected things are, or like. Uh, um, he ate here, or he lived there. I always love how connected everyone is. Like Jude Law and Ewan McGregor were roommates, or right? Like, um, right. Or or like uh, Cersei Lannister and um, uh, the guy that played Brawn used to date. Like all all those like little connections. Right. Like the, every <laughs> everyone knows everyone, and like the community gets smaller as you start developing. And uh, right. I love the quote of you're welcome in rooms that you're already in. Uh, right. I, I went to see a couple Stratford shows. The amount of people that I know in Stratford shows outweighs the number of people that I don't know. Right. And like, that's, that's kind of a wonderful thing because I I know that when, when eventually I do work in, at Stratford, I, I have all these friends that, that live there that know the the lay of the land that, I can walk in and they're going to be like, oh, Brandon's in this. Yeah. Right. And like, that's a great feeling. That's that's really great. And and knowing that you're part of this community and knowing that you're part of the, the team, we like to say a rising tide lifts all boats. Like that's that's the kind of mentality that you want to have going forward it, is that you're going to be welcome in all these rooms because, you know, everyone in these communities. And you're and like, you may not know people right now, but you will down the line because those people are staying here. They're still working. They're still honing their craft. And if you're telling right. me that Shauna McKenna isn't taking classes, you got another thing coming. She's right. always learning. They're always working. All of the greats are always trying to better themselves no matter what. Um uh what what was the point again uh, uh number four is
0: i'm a great question asker something that i wanted to asker. add we, yeah. we, is what we learned in totter is we learn the guideposts, mm-hmm. um which are the the physics of performance and and the um, all the all the elements of storytelling but really what it then becomes is asking yourself a series of questions about yourself the character the mm-hmm. scene the story and then your performance becomes those answers so asking yeah. yourself uh, who am I and what is my relationship to this person? Mm-hmm. And, and what is the strongest love relationship I can choose? Uh, what am I fighting for? What yep. am I conflicted about? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I want in this scene? If you think about the moment before, what what just happened? What is leading me into this next moment? Where am I coming from? Um, the guidepost of opposites. Where can I play an opposite? Uh, if I'm, If I'm mad at this person, what's the opposite feeling of that? Or if I'm in love with this person, what's the opposite of that? um so just asking yourself when you look at these scenes rather than just saying the words on paper and okay my job's just to memorize words and just say them willy-nilly no it's your job is to ask a ton of questions and go real deep into who you are as this character what's happening in the scene what the actual story is what do you want what are you fighting for your relationship to your scene partner and then go deep with those questions mm-hmm. so that the performance you come is more nuanced and layered and you've discovered and shown things that other actors haven't who maybe they just picked up the page and yeah, I just said words, but I don't really know why I'm saying any of them. I just memorized lines and, and regurgitated them. So be a great question asker and, and ask questions. If you have coaches and you have mentors, don't be the person who's hiding. Like we all do this. I do this where... Maybe you don't you don't want to look silly, or you think your your question is dumb. But you always hear that thing of like, "There's no such thing as a dumb question." It's just um, you got to ask. Like the only dumb thing is not asking the question and getting mm-hmm. an answer.
1: Yeah, and you have to ask the question. I, re- I remember us doing a um oh we we did a bot a podcast um seminar. Do you remember that podcast seminar? That one, uh, I think it was. Oh yeah, in yeah February yeah. in March. Um, we did, and the the first thing that we went into was a was a was a seminar about questions. And he he started the lecture by saying, everyone always asks how, but right. people rarely ask why. And I think <laughs> it's important that you ask both. Why? Why am I? not feeling this moment how can i make this moment feel better for me they kind of have to go hand in hand as an actor like why am i here in this moment how can i make this moment or how can i make the relationship with this place important for the viewer so that like everything sort of has to go hand in hand with each other um and and again the more you ask these questions the better off you're going to be um, and with relating like to
0: record saying that no it's great uh, with relating to uh why questions and how questions there's a certain uh train of thought that people will say fuck the how you've probably heard that as a as a phrase fuck the how a lot of life is yeah focus on the why what why do you want something and then just trust that the. Like, The how is like it's never going to, especially in the world of acting, Mm -hmm. whatever your goal is, your end in mind, perfect career, perfect life. It's never going to go step by step exactly how you want it. It's going to twists and turns and Mm -hmm. magic will happen and big leaps and then uh, backwards um, fall from grace will happen and then you'll fuck up and then something good will come in like it's it can be convoluted. So don't get so caught up in the how it, it's um Simon Senek who's a, a big uh, best-selling author I think he has a book that says begin with why like all of your life why 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 do you want this and and that's that's often it's a very childlike question too you think of small little kids why is the why? sky blue why? why 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 and it fucking drives you crazy yeah um number five uh in the top 10 characteristics for success number five. I am the dumbest person in the room, and it's, <laughs> and it's the idea: if you're the smartest person in every room, then you're you're in the wrong rooms too often. So, you, you don't want to be the always the know at all, uh, and be okay with I don't know, and be okay with being the the noob. That's why it's great to go to these conferences. Like, I, I went to this conference, um, the, to this business conference, and it's funny. Like, as as an actor, as a performer, I'm very confident, but in that room. I was I was introverted because I'm around all these six and seven figure digital business titans, and their thing is online digital business, and I'm still very much learning that stuff. So I, I did find myself having to really step out and 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 um, and ask questions and be okay, being like, okay, everyone I look around has a. a a bigger business and, a and, and potentially more money than I do right now in that realm. Um, so it's be okay with that, be okay with not knowing all the answers and then ask those questions. So that's why you take classes. That's why you go to workshops. That's why you join masterminds. That's why you read new books. Um, and that's also, and it's not always just, um, seeking out the answers that you want. It's, it's look at both sides of things. I I heard something from uh, the um, author and success coach, Jim Rohn, where he suggests people like read biographies on the people who you want to be, but also read biographies on people who you don't want to be was his advice. It's like, you want to learn both sides of humanity. So like he, he was like, read a book on Gandhi then read a book on Hitler and you'll learn both sides and be like, Ooh, those are the things I want to be. Ooh, that's a path I don't want to go down. Like mm-hmm. read, if, if you're, if you're into politics, don't read every book on, on written by the party that you believe in um, read the, the opposition and, and get okay with debating things and learning new ideas and looking at um, looking at things from both sides of the coin and understanding other people's perspectives and, You need to know the other side of the argument in order to strengthen yours. So if you believe something, it's worth examining people who believe the opposite so that you can understand why they think that way, where they're coming from, um, so that you can understand them more as human beings, but also then you can bolster your arguments for your side of things rather than I think a big part of the world right now is everyone's in this like uh, sound booth where they're just here, everyone's echo chamber of like, only listening to people who have the exact same opinions that they do so they think that their perspective is the be all and end all rather than oh get a little from them little from them like one thing i like to do too is i'll i subscribe and listen to people who um are like success coaches or gurus but they're women who their primary audience is women or moms or mom mom what do they call them mompreneurs Um, And I like getting that side of things, too, because I don't want to just get the masculine macho side of things. I want to learn, Okay, well, how are women looking at this? How are women actors um, uh, looking at this? How are women entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. looking at this Um, and seeing that that side of things, too? So be the
1: dumbest person in the room. I got to work on that. Yes. Um, And uh, there's a there's a rule that I was talking with someone about the the 10,000 hours rule. Like the 10,000 hours can make you an expert of something. There's also a post 10,000 hours rule where even after you've learned that thing, you've become an expert in it. You also continually have to humble yourself so that you can look at things again from an outside perspective so that you can get more of an idea of how someone is doing something, why they're doing it that way. And again, like that, that will bring things up for you. That will make you feel better. That will make you uh, a better human being. Um, So like uh, we always keep saying like work to the 10,000 hours or do your 10,000 hours. But there's also a post 10,000 hours that keeps you continuously asking questions that keeps you humble in what you're doing so that you can get better each and every day. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's what mastery is. There's, there's no end to mastery. And you look at the most successful people, they didn't become successful and then just kick back. Oh, I never read a book, never asked a question, never took another class. Mm -hmm. I just sip, sip margaritas on a beach for the rest of my life. Mm, Uh, It'd be great, but it doesn't work that way again, because you're always either growing or you're Mm -hmm. stagnating and or dying. So you're like, there's no, there's no neutral. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you, the top people are continually learning and continually having that student mindset, beginner mindset, where um, you're not falling into the trap. The the thing there is a big trap to learning and to getting better and in mastering the ten thousand hours, where you start to be have that holier than now. Well, mm-hmm. I've been to conservatory, I take classes, yeah. I read the book, I'm so enlightened, I'm so woke, and and then you mm-hmm. start to put um, separation between you and others, where you're like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he hasn't taken the class that I have. Um, which is a trap you know you, you want to become maintain that beginner's mindset mm-hmm. have the ability to try on new ideas and new beliefs and and something that is good is even if you're entrenched in your belief it's good to have beliefs and principles and a, and a way of thinking and a way of feeling about, uh, about life and society and people but also you should question those on a regular basis too and just be like what assumptions am i making that maybe are false what beliefs do i have that maybe aren't true because the reality is there kind of isn't an objective truth everyone just sees things the way they see it and through their Mm -hmm. own lens and depending on where you were born and who your parents were and who your influences were people around the world have different views of things is one right or wrong not really it's just everyone kind of thinks different based on their own personal experience so Mm -hmm. um keep questioning that and be like and that's some of the most beautiful you hear stories about you you read um uh, there was a documentary about it like a neo-nazi kkk like the deepest most racist skinhead you could possibly be at some point in his life he started questioning all that bullshit met people of color that he got along with and realized they were good human beings and realized how he was indoctrinated into this uh, world of hate and racism. Maybe he wasn't the be all and end all and maybe he wasn't serving him. And now is a completely different person doing anything shitty is he's got fucking swastikas on his neck because he made a, a tattoo decision that was maybe not as reversible as he would like, but people can change. Um, yeah. So be open to that change. Uh, number six, Uh, in the top 10 characteristics of success is I am respectful. And I think this one, we don't need to elaborate too much on it, but just the golden rule, respect others, treat others how you would like to be treated. Um, that's going to, as an actor, especially on set treat from the, from the PAs to the casting assistants, all the way up to the director and the top of line producers and all those people. Um, servers, you you hear people talk about that. Like you go on a first date and people will like, Oh, I'm, was actually judging them based on how they treated the server. And then you start to see, Oh, they, they treat certain people different ways rather than just treat everyone like a valuable human being, Mm -hmm. regardless of their money or their status or their position on the call sheet. Um, and that'll, that'll pay dividends down the road. It's like PAs turn into, Ads turn into directors, and casting assistants turn into casting directors. Um, so, if you've if if you have a trail of people that you've mistreated on your way to the top, sooner or later, those people are are going to be in positions where they can really affect your career, and they're not going to want to help you because you were a dick to them on your way up, stepping on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I
1: think that really comes down to is learning people's names.
0: Yeah, that's a big learn,
1: one. Learn people's names. Like, yeah. take the effort, make that extra step, just, just do it. Even if yeah. you're only on set or or around people for 24 hours, right? If you learn someone's name and say it back to them, they will at least give you more of the time of day.
0: Yeah, it's so basic. Learn their names and say thank you. Say please and thank you. Yes. Like oh my all, God. We please all learn say this Please stuff. and thank you.
1: <laughs> if you if you can learn one thing from this podcast today right learn people's names and say please and thank you yeah, it goes a basic. long way and it is so little effort
0: yeah the craft services guy the guy hooking up your mic yes the, the person signing you in the person doing your covid test whoever like whoever the your driver whoever mm-hmm. it is treat oh, all yeah. those people um treat all those people well mm-hmm. um, and it just feels better it's just it's just this is a better way to live, you know. Yeah. And and that, what that also gets down to is the illusion of separation at, at its root level. We are all connected. All the world is energy, it's all vibrations. We're just recycled stardust in a meat suit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky enough to be alive when we are, but w- we are all connected. So it's not it's not really, oh, you're different, and I'm like a lot of the root of all issues and the root of all f- a lot of fear and and um, violence is is thinking that you're different and I'm afraid of that rather than thinking, oh, you're just a different version of me in a different timeline. You're me if I had a grown up under those circumstances. You're me if I was black or if I was white or any of that stuff. Just see people as, look, look at people in your eyes. And a fun trick is see everyone as babies too. It's just, oh, this is a little kid. All of us are just little boys and little girls who grew up, but a lot of our psychology and a lot of our issues Are around us just wanting a little more love and an extra hug and an extra please and thank you. And that's what most of us want at at its root level. So just be nice to people. Like you wouldn't be a dick to a little kid. Um, Hopefully, uh, you wouldn't be. um, You want to be nice to people. So, yeah, uh, be respectful. Number seven in the top 10 characteristics of success, number seven is I am in action 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 we are actors not thinkers or waiters even though a lot of actors become waiters you don't want to be a -A w-a-i-t wait just i sit around and wait for everything to come to me so it's being in action it's not enough just to be open to learning yeah take all the classes in the world but if you don't take what you learn in that class and actually apply it to a scene or apply it to your rehearsal technique or people read books and you learn all these tactics. You read a book on fitness, but if you go out and eat McDonald's every day and never go to the gym, well, great. You learned the fitness and success um, tips and tricks that are going to make you fit and healthy, but then you got to take the actual concrete actions to put those in place. I've been guilty of that. A lot of us are um, um, like serial learners or serial course takers Or you read a book where at the end of a chapter, it's like, here's the action step. Go do this, this, and this. Um, Whether it's journaling or whether it's actually doing something in your life, setting something up tangibly, it's not enough just to have it all knocking around up here. Uh, I used to have a statue of the Rodin's The Thinker. You know that statue? It's a guy on a rock sitting here like this. And I Mm -hmm. used to think thinking's good. Not that thinking isn't like philosophers and thinking is good it's 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 good to be thoughtful and it's good to think but remaining in your head and only thinking or tom will say like um you got to get out of your head as an actor and most of us in our life got to get in our head because what we're doing when we're thinking we're usually thinking about shitty things that happened in the past and why they're holding us back now and we're thinking about catastrophes that are going to happen in the future and when we're doing that, we're rarely thinking about now. And now is where all of life happens, including acting. If you look at good actors, what do people say? Oh, they were so present. They were just there. They were in the moment. They were spontaneous. they I couldn't even tell they were acting. They were just being and, and doing those things. Um, they're not in their head. They're not thinking, oh my God, is this the right line? They're not worrying about yesterday. They're not thinking about um, the argument they have with their wife. Um, when they're supposed to be in a scene with you as your scene partner. Um, And the flip side, they're not catastrophizing about worst case scenarios. Our brain, usually when we're thinking, we're thinking all the shitty things that happened in the past and all the worst case scenario things that are going to happen in the future, most Mm -hmm. of which don't happen. And then that robs us from our life because then we miss the magic of right now. And life is just now, 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 now there is no such thing technically as the past. It's gone. There's, there's and there's not there there is the future happening, but the future is just tomorrow's nows, if that makes sense. So be in action, be the person that when you're in a class, you learn something and then the next time you're rehearsing or the next time you're doing a scene, you're actually applying that note and then you're taking action on that thing.
1: Mm hmm. And, and like, there's always tidbits to learn from, right? Right. Uh, there hasn't been a moment where, on set, I haven't been like, "Oh, I need to remember that for next time," right. so that I have can, can I am continuously getting better. I am continuously uh, checking in with myself to to be like, "Okay, this w- this went well, but how can I improve on it right. so that I get invited back?"
0: Which is why a good practice is journal. Like that's why journaling is so great because you capture those moments, you capture those lessons, and then you don't forget them. Or even taking notes. Like the difference between someone who takes notes in a class or a workshop and who doesn't. It's like the the person who does not taking notes is probably going to take ten percent of what that other person took home Um, because we forget stuff, right? Um, But yeah, it's take take those actions. Yeah, apply what you learn. Knowledge is not power. There's that thing like knowledge is power. No, it's not. Knowledge is, is good. It's better than being ignorant, I think, in most cases. But knowledge applied is power. Knowledge plus action. You learn a new thing and then you actually go apply it in your life. Then you get the results. You learn everything and then just still be the same person who up here has all the answers but is not doing anything different. Um, so knowledge plus action be in action and that's the like for an actor it's right in the name (laughs) I often think of that it's like we're not thinkers we're not talkers we're not waiters we're actors we act we take action that's what an actor is you know so it's like I think we forget that and then people think and people wait they wait for an email from their agent They wait for their big break. They get in their head about how people are thinking about, how are people thinking about me? How are people seeing me? Is this right? Is this wrong? Am I doing this right? Is this what they want? Rather than just take action. Uh, Number eight, uh, in the top 10 characteristics for success, number eight, I am abundant. Uh, Having an abundant mindset is one um, where you believe, and I would even put in brackets, not just you believe, but you know, more of a knowing I don't believe the sky is blue. I just look at it and, yeah, the sky's blue. I know the sky's blue. Um, Having the belief and knowing that anything and everything is possible at all times. There's more than enough to go around. There's more abundance in the world. Uh, Not having a scarcity, starving artist mindset. Uh, And the idea of there's no such thing as competition. There's only collaboration. There's more than enough pie for people. You don't need to fight for your piece of pie. When someone else books a role, they didn't take anything away from you. Um, They got something that's great. And because you know them, that's great because there's proof that people get what they want and people's dreams come true. So um, just getting rid of that scarcity, clutching, oh, I need this. Like what is meant for you? what is meant for you will never pass you having, having that mentality as well. If, if it's something that is really meant for you and you put in the work and you take the actions to manifest that and, and have that uh, attract that into your life and and call that into your life, you'll get it. And if it, if a role passes you, that wasn't yours. And, and having also the idea that's like, you don't, that was someone else's. And, and rather than being like, Oh my God, I, my life is ruined because I didn't get that one big opportunity. The next thing, like it's, I've had it explained to me through James is the idea of abundance, whether it's financial or whether you look at acting roles, it's just a big river. So picture a big river. You're standing on the edge of a river and all the money and all the opportunities and all the roles are just floating by. And if one passes by, you don't have to be like, oh my God, where did it go? It's just, there's a hundred more coming down the pipeline. Um, so it's just being open to that uh, abundance mentality, not clinging to that scarcity, not feeling like, Oh, like the best feeling in the world. And you know, this Brandon, we know this is helping someone with an audition when they book a lead role. And then we get to say, Oh my God, congratulations. That's incredible. And when I do that, I never feel like I didn't, I don't say that to their face and then feel like son of a bitch. He took that role from me. It's like, no, he got it. And rather than feel that way, like they took something away from me, I see it as proof like, oh, I'm getting closer and closer to my dreams because I'm closer and closer in in proximity of people who are getting closer and closer to their dreams. So, yeah, the, the idea of rising tide lifts all boats. It's like I've seen you. You've had a fantastic year. Book all kinds of stuff. I book stuff. People our clients in the studio book stuff. It's like none of, we're not taking it away from others. Uh, when like, I don't, when I book one, I'm not like, aha, I got it and you didn't get it. So fuck you. Like, I'm not thinking that at all. It's I get what I get. You get what you got. And there's more than enough to come around. Mm-hmm. And especially right now, uh, any actor out there who's thinking, oh, whoa, is me. I'm an actor. I get it. While well, it was the strike and while well, there were shutdowns or lockdown lockouts uh, or during COVID lockdowns. But, there's more money put into productions than ever before. There's more film and television being produced than ever before. More video games, more voiceover, more media, more content, more billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars pumped into all these streamers than ever before. So there's more money in the world. And what do most governments do when they need more money? They're just printing more money. It's all made up anyway. So, So if it's all made up and you're playing in a made up system, you might as well just have fun And remind yourself that there's more than enough to go around rather than think, oh my God, there's not enough. There's not enough. There's trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. And it's all just a made up thing, anyways. So have fun.
1: Just believe in yourself. Yeah. Keep going.
0: Yeah. Abundance mindset. Abundance mindset, man. There's so much out there. Mm -hmm. And what you'll get, what's yours? Um, Number nine is I am vulnerable. Uh, being vulnerable means having the courage to share what's actually under our masks, uh, of perfection, uh, when we stop trying to look good or, or, um, uh, when we can start to share openly and honestly, um, mm-hmm. that's when some true coaching can begin. That's a fine line too. Um, sometimes people see vulnerability is like, Oh, I just got to cry every time, or I just got to bent and unload my shit to everyone. There, there's a way to do things and and um but yeah you want to be open and honest and it does feel really good. If something's genuinely bugging you rather than putting on the mask of like hey how you doing? Oh I'm great everything's fine but if you're like actually miserable inside then to the right people in the right venues and, and in the right spaces when it's safe to talk to someone having the courage to to share that stuff uh, and to be vulnerable. And, and vulnerability in our coaching with Tom Todoroff is actually a guidepost. So it's what are you revealing or what are you concealing? If you have a vulnerability, where can you be vulnerable in a scene and how are you showing it? Are you showing it by revealing it or are you showing your vulnerability by, I'm actually putting up a, a little bit of a, a block because I, I don't wanna show that to my scene partner. Um, but just the idea of being open and vulnerable and and just trusting that trusting that you're enough, trusting that you can share your truths if you're going through some shit. Um, that's something that I, I feel like I could definitely work. I feel like men in general, um, masculinity or toxic masculinity is is often, oh, we gotta be we gotta be strong and we gotta have our shit together and how do you cry or be soft or any of that stuff I think gets drilled into us as, as, um, some gender norms as we grow up. Um, and it's something that doesn't, doesn't often doesn't
1: serve us. So where can we be vulnerable? Uh, I like a saying, uh, the, the people that are experts have gone through the darkest times. Right. And like, and, and that's a vulnerable feeling. When you're going through something that's that's dark and scary and and you're not really sure what the <laughs> next step is. But right. th- the more you fight to figure out what that next step is, the better off that you're gonna be. Right? how uh, <laughs> I
0: yeah, it's many okay. times said that today. It's okay to feel like everyone's I mean, you don't want to live there, but um, it's okay to feel lost. It's okay to yeah. f- occasionally feel overwhelmed, to be fearful, to have stress, anxiety. Um, but this is actually comes to the, the next point. It's a great tie in the uh, number 10 is I'm emotionally intelligent. And, and the, the point is we're all emotional creatures. That's our, our human mm-hmm. beings. We have these feelings and emotions, which are sometimes challenging and, and nebulous and weird. And, and they actually have a feeling to them too. like, a positive emotion, positive feeling, feels great, and a negative one feels like shit, feels heavy, you know. But um, we don't need to let emotions like fear, stress, frustration, anxiety. We you don't need to stay there and let that fuel you. If you're making all your decisions out of fear, frustration, stress, anxiety, anger, you're going to make shitty decisions, and you're probably mm-hmm. going to hurt people in in mm-hmm. the meantime as well too, um, because hurt people hurt people and. Uh, Again, a lot of anger is just a mask for fear. You're actually afraid of something happening. So your way to deal with that is, oh, I'm going to be angry at the world and at my neighbors and at my um, people who do things different than I do. And you get mad at them um, when really it's just, you're afraid of something happening. Um, So just be emotionally intelligent, recognize those feelings. I think it's take, take some time to talk that stuff out uh, to pause. It's like, if you're really in a heightened sense of fear, frustration, stress, or anxiety, maybe that's not the time to click send on that email. Maybe that's not the time to go live on, on your Instagram or on a podcast and, and rant and rave something that maybe you're, um, you're feeling in that moment, but you're going to say things that you regret later. Um, so it's like, can you sleep on things? Can you, What have you built in in your system to lean you back to positive emotions and positive feelings? Mm -hmm. And I'll tie something that James, I think is the best lesson I've ever learned. And the thing that I think about the most from James Wedmore, who's a business coach who you wouldn't think would give a piece of advice like this, but his thing that I think about the most and has been the most um, impactful in my life is he said, when you feel negative feelings, so feelings of lack or feelings of fear or all that you, you, you can think something right now that makes your body feel like shit. You can, whether it's self-talk or worry about the future or something that happened in the past, if you ruminate on it, you can make your body feel like shit. And what he says is when you're having those thoughts and those feelings, the reason that they feel heavy uh, and out of alignment, and they feel gross is because they're not the actual truth. The truth of abundance and the truth of you in the universe and the truth of universal energy is the universe is unlimited. We're all beings of light. We're all fully abundant. We're, we're timeless. We're all millions of years old and, and made up of this stardust and this connected energy and literally vibrations is what the whole universe is. That's the truth of the universe Um, and the truth is your highest self and the truth is you could tap into source, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. you can tap into that at any point and that feels good. Uh, So when you're having those thoughts of, oh, I'm not enough, I'm shitty, it's not going to work, it used to be that I fucked up, all, all those feelings, they feel heavy because they are not the truth. So that's helped me so many times where I'm like starting to ruminate or starting to slide down that path of shitty self-talk. And it's just like, no, 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 no. The reason that doesn't feel good is because all of those thoughts are taking me away from my truth. And my truth is I'm not one with the universe. I am light. I am abundance. I am love. I am connected to everything. I'm connected to nature and the world. And I'm an infinite being with no limitations, uh, except for those that I really, um, I mean, with the exception of being locked up in a, in a prison, the only limitations you have are the, are the ones that you set on your on yourself, your, your own self-imposing limitations. So just realizing that has helped me so much where it's just, no, those feelings feel shitty because they're not the truth. And then return to what feels good. It's like if you just start to say some good things. Oh, I'm I'm abundant. I'm I'm infinite. I'm powerful. I'm uh, in charge. I'm strong. Like you start to say those things, and it's like, oh, that starts to feel good. Why? Because it's the truth. That's what you are at its root level universally.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing that I, I've I've started doing recently is I'm excited. Right. I'm not scared. Right. I'm excited. Right. No matter what yeah. it is. Uh, no matter how bleak the situation may be there there was a situation a couple weeks ago where uh, I was doing a murder mystery gig and one of the actors backed out last minute because of an injury and I had to find a replacement and I had to I had to turn to someone who is a very capable performer but has never seen the show, never read it before and needed to learn <laughs> right. it within a couple hours <coughs> right. And the more I kept saying, no, I'm not scared. I'm excited. I know this person can do it. I know what this person is capable of. I know what I am capable of. Let's go out there and play. Right. I'm not scared. I'm excited. Say that to yourself every time that you're feeling unsure. The better off you're going to be. Say it with me. The better
0: off you're going to be The better off you're going to be. Yeah. It's the feeling of like, listen, everything's going to be okay. And I think part of that is the, um, I've heard Brendan Burchard uses the term mortality motivation. It's like, once you realize the worst case scenario is you're going to die and that's inevitable, then it's like the rest of this ride is meant to be fun. It's meant to be light. Um, It's meant to be full of experiences and it's meant to be full of all the ups and downs. James will often say, I'm here for everything. I'm here for the good. I'm here for the bad. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. It's like, unfortunately, it seems like part of the human experience, unfortunately or fortunately, part of the human experience is also suffering. It's good times followed by bad times, followed by good Mm -hmm. times, followed by bad times. It's ups and downs. It's just the, the circle of life, the cycle of life. Um, it's winter and then it's spring um, it's periods of nothing. And then it's periods of growth. Um, so it's, it's, it's all there, right? So we just got to enjoy the ride and focus on the good stuff and, and not get hung up in, in the negative stuff and, and yes. then suffering stuff of it. So, uh, so that is that, that is the top 10 characteristics of success. I'm going to do a quick recap. So the top 10 characteristics of success are I am highly coachable I am an integrity, I am radically responsible, I am a great question asker, I am the dumbest person in the room, I am respectful, I am inaction, I am abundant, I am vulnerable, and I am emotionally intelligent. So we give you those today. As you're looking at the end of the year, you want to make radical change in 2024, you got to start with who you're being And then what are you doing? And then eventually you will have the life and the career and the things that you want. But it all starts with who you're being. So if you change who you are and who you are being and you change your identity, you look at those 10 things and the more and more you're nudging yourself in that direction, you're going to start seeing you're going to be doing things because you're a different being. So if you're being a certain person, well person who is that person does different things. So your actions will start to follow who you're being. And then the results, what you have in your life will start to change. So uh, begin with the end in mind, begin with your highest self, begin with your identity, and then just follow that thought of be, do, have, and don't operate from one of the worst things everyone can do is we tend to operate from our current circumstances. Oh, mm-hmm. but I only have this much money. I only have this much. I only have this much agent. I only have this much time. I only have all these limiting factors. And then so you're stuck because you're only seeing your blinders are on and you're only seeing your current reality and you're feeling like a victim. And that's not a successful place to operate from. Operate from what you want um, and then work backwards. Who do I got to be to get that stuff? What do I have to do? they get that stuff, and then magically, once you be and do, you will have. Shalalala! It's that easy, folks. Yeah. Uh, and it's not necessarily that that easy. It's it's a being a human being and being an actor is a challenge. But um, that's why it's an up and down thing, and that's why you want to be in a community too. So you want to build a community. So if you're looking for a community, now is the great time to be joining Actors Audition Club. Um, as you're looking forward to a new year, you want to change your auditions. Uh, you want to join a community that's growth minded. You want to join a community of a bunch of people that are rooting for you. A bunch of industry professionals who are going to help coach you, help you see blind spots that maybe you're not seeing right now. Maybe give you some better directions than your wife or your kid or your uncle or your random untrained neighbor uh, might be doing. If you're doing your self-tapes by yourself, then uh, you can go to laughingvikings.com slash um and you can join today we've still got a promotion where you can join for a dollar for the first month and that'll include your first audition sessions where you can hook up with a coach uh either virtually uh anywhere in the world via Zoom or if you're in the Toronto area you can come see us in the Toronto studio and we'll work with you on that audition and you can en- enjoy the benefits of a collaborative environment uh, where people are helping you and we're fighting for you and with you to uh, produce a standout performance that ends up helping you book a lead role in one of your dream projects. Yes yes, so get it. Thank you for listening for watching. this has been episode uh, 161. We'll be back next year or next week, not quite next year next week or just to tease this uh, our final episode we're gonna go uh, through a little exercise very interactive kind of workshoppy thing on how to actually script and um, create your breakthrough year. So this is a jumping off point as far as the things that you can do to be a stronger actor, stronger human. And then next week, we're going to take this and parlay that into, okay, let's look forward a year at the end of 2024. If you were to say to someone, what is your definition of a breakthrough year? We're going to actually work through that. What are all the things that you want to actually have happen uh, in 2024? And we're going to work backwards from that next week. So I'm super excited about next week. It'll be a little bit of a look back on last year. More importantly, look forward on next year uh, because 2024 is coming. And I believe, and I think it's uh, it's kind of going to go without question, 2024 is going to be the biggest year in TV film production in history, um, especially because of the strike but there's just more money, there's more streamers, there's more productions, there's more content than ever before. Never has there been a better time to be an actor, more roles, more money, more pie out there if you want to get your slice of the pie. Um there's just more opportunities than ever before. So now's the time to start getting yourself ready to seize those opportunities in 2024. More in 24. More in 24. More in 24. More in 24. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Great episode, everyone.